the Bible is Isaiah chapter 40. It's a kind of a varied passage. Uh, there's so many highlights. We're going to read the first portion of this wonderful chapter and spend a few moments thinking about its message. Let's be standing, please, as we hear this, the Word of God. Comfort. Comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and proclaim to her that her hard service has been completed, that her sin has been paid for, that she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. A voice of one calling. In the desert, prepare the way for the Lord. Make straight in the wilderness a highway for our God. Every valley shall be raised up, every mountain and hill made low. The rough ground shall become level, the rugged places a plain. And the glory of the Lord will be revealed, and all mankind together will see it. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. A voice says, cry out. And I said, what shall I cry? All men are like grass, and all their glory is like the flowers of the field. The grass withers, and the flowers fall, because the breath of the Lord blows on them. Surely the people are grass. The grass withers, and the flowers fall, but the word of our God stands forever. You who bring good tidings to Zion, go up on a high mountain. You who bring good tidings to Jerusalem, lift up your voice with a shout. Lift it up. Do not be afraid. Say to the towns of Judah, here is your God. See, the sovereign Lord comes with power and his arm rules for him. See, his reward is with him and his recompense accompanies him. He tends his flock like a shepherd. He gathers the lambs in his arms. He carries them close to his heart. He gently leads those that have young. The Word of God. If you read your Bible much, you're not going to read for long until you run into the word wilderness. Wilderness is a predominant theme within Scripture. In fact, it occurs more than 300 times in all the Bible. Now, wilderness is an interesting word. It can refer to a lot of different things, uh, all of them containing within it the root word wild. For example, you can think of this as wilderness, being out where there's rugged peaks, sharp cliffs, deep, dark valleys, traveling through that, and if you're walking through that kind of land, you can certainly think of yourself as being in the wilderness. Or perhaps you might think of wilderness more like this, where it's dry and arid, and you walk across the hot, burning sands with the sun beating down on top of you, you know, just longing for a drink of cool water. Or maybe wilderness might be like this to you, where there's so much undergrowth, 
that you really can't see where you are and what's going on. And any kind of progress making it through that kind of wilderness, you've got brambles and thorns, you know, scraping up against you and having to push your way through all the brush that's in your way. Another way that wilderness is is sometimes used, maybe not often, but I found it interesting. If you look up wilderness, it also refers to the ocean. When you're out on the open seas and you can't see any land and there's really no markers for you to guide yourself, then that too can be wilderness. So in the Bible, when you hear the word wilderness, it can refer to a lot of things. And sometimes those references to wilderness are about literal wilderness. For example, 40 years, the children of Israel wondered where? In the wilderness, that's right. And we've read those stories, we know the events that happened to them there, and we kind of have a picture in our mind of what that wilderness looked like that they were walking through. Also, when I think of wilderness, think of David. Whenever he was a young man and he had been anointed to be the next king and old King Saul was so jealous of him and had vowed that he was going to get rid of him. And so David, in order to survive, had to go live in the wilderness. That's right. And there he made his way and made his life for a number of years. So oftentimes, whenever you read the word wilderness in Scripture, it's referring to one of those locations, something like that. However, the word wilderness in Scripture is much deeper than that. And so oftentimes, even though it's referring to a specific place, it carries with it a metaphorical meaning as well. And oftentimes, whenever it's talking about wilderness, it's really not talking about a particular geographical location. It's talking more about what's going on in your life and how things are being done and where you are. And so often, when we're honest with ourselves and with others, we can confess that we either have been or we are walking through a wilderness. The wilderness of your life sometimes can be something like that, where it just seems daunting that can I make it up that mountain? Can I make it through the deep valleys? Can I really keep on going? I'm getting tired. I'm losing my energy. Can I get it done? That's wilderness. Sometimes in life, it's more like that. It's just dry. It's flat. And here I go, traipsing across the sand with the sun burning down upon me, just wishing I had a drink of cool water, something to make it worthwhile again. Or perhaps sometimes you may, in in life, in a wilderness-type life, there could just be a lot of undergrowth, just a lot of things in the way. It seems like every time you try to take a step, there's some kind of a, of a thorn bush that grabs hold of you. And you really don't know whether to go this way or that way. You can't really push things aside and see where to go. Or perhaps at times the wilderness of our lives can look like that. A stormy sea and you're just kind of riding it out. And it's up and it's down and around and you don't know what or where The word wilderness touches all of those things in us. And as I said, I think we can all confess that there have been times in our lives that we have spent in the wilderness. And perhaps even today, 
there may be some here who are journeying through a wilderness. Well then, the text for today is for you. Because today's text addresses people who were living in a wilderness. It's written to the people of Israel who had lived for decades in the wilderness of sin. You know, there is actually a wilderness in the Bible called the wilderness of sin. It refers to a geographical place, but always when I read that, it kind of makes me stop and go, whoa, you know, because there is such a place. There is such a place in our lives at times as the wilderness of sin. The people of Israel had now been in captivity, and that was a wilderness. They were living in a strange land. They had to be around people who had different cultures. There was nothing there to support them and to help them to get through those times. It definitely was a wilderness experience. And so to those people, God sends word. God addresses the heavenly host. And this is what he says. Comfort. Oh, comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and cry to her. He's about to announce the good news that the wilderness experience is over. Enough is enough that God is going to finally do something about the wilderness of his people's lives. He goes on to say this, In the desert, prepare the way for the Lord. Make straight in the wilderness a highway for our God. Every valley shall be raised up, every mountain and hill made low. The rough ground shall become level, the rugged places a plain. And when that road is built, and when that way is clear, then the glory of the Lord will be revealed. He then goes on to say, that life is short. And what is being said needs to be acted on quickly. Our lives are short, but God's word endures forever. And then he goes on and says, You who bring good news to Zion, go up to a high mountain. You who bring good news to Jerusalem, lift up your voice with a shout. And what do you shout? Say to the towns of Judah, Here is your God. This text has good news. And the good news is this. That God cares about us when we're in our wilderness. The good news is this. That God will come to us whenever we are struggling through our wilderness. But this text also has an exhortation to it. This text also encourages us to realize that we play a part in that as well. That there is something for us to do. God cares. God will come. Here is your God. Prepare the way. Build a highway. Make a road. If you want God to come to you, He wants to come to you. But He gives you the ability to keep Him far away. He has given us the ability to decide that we can go our own way. We can keep pushing through our wilderness. But when enough is enough, and we want to see God, if we'll just open the way. 
then he will come. This is the message. This is the message that he brings to us today. Another man, years later, came along, and he was in a wilderness. His name was John. We usually call him John the Baptist, don't we? And John came along, and he was talking to people who were in their own wildernesses. He, too, called out to them. And what is it that John had to say? He said this, I am the voice of the one crying in the wilderness, make straight the way of the Lord. And then he sums up what we need to do into one word. Does anyone know that word? Do you know what the next word is in the passage? He calls out to them, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is near. Now that is the message of Isaiah again. We sometimes associate John with that passage. The Bible does that. It puts it all together. And look how he says it this time. He says, the good news is that the kingdom of God is near. The kingdom of heaven is right here. It's available to you. In your wilderness, you can live in the kingdom of heaven. But the exhortation is there too. Clear the way. Repent. Now, repent is one of those churchy words, isn't it? Don't use it a lot unless we're sitting in church somewhere. But really, it translates a very common word. And in fact, if you go back in your Old Testament and look up repent, you don't find it very often. But the very word that, it's, that it means is there many times. The word repent basically means to turn. To turn around and go a different way. And when you're in your wilderness, God says, do something different. It's funny how sometimes we get so frustrated with the way things are going in our life, and yet we keep doing the same things. God's exhortation is, try something different. Turn. Go a different way. There's a passage in Ezekiel that I've always found very interesting. Ezekiel chapter 33 verses 10 and 11 says this. God says to us, you're saying that our transgressions and our sins weigh upon us and we waste away because of them. How can we live? My life stinks <laughs> is basically what you're saying. Sorry, I hope that wasn't too rude. But anyway, I don't know if you've ever felt, you know, it's just not good. Things are... God says this, as I live, says the Lord God, I have no pleasure in the death of the wicked. I, I don't enjoy seeing you suffer. Do you think that I find some kind of pleasure in seeing you struggling along? No. But that the wicked, here's what I really rejoice in, that the wicked turn from their ways and live. Turn back. Turn back from your evil ways. For why will you die? John the Baptist came, and to the people of his day, he gave good news. The kingdom of God is right here in your wilderness. It is close to you. But then he gives the exhortation, repent. A man followed John named Jesus. I, I suppose you've heard of him. Jesus came and began his time of preaching. He too went into the wilderness 
Not only the geographical wilderness, but the wilderness of people's lives. And guess what he talked about? The very first words out of his mouth in his public ministry are these. The time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God has come near. There it is again. Over and over, these messengers from God say, I'm right here. I'm right here. I'm really near to you. I want to come and help you. I want to be a part of your life. But what's the next word out of the mouth of Jesus? You want to guess? Repent. Repent. Turn around. Go a different direction. Believe in the good news. John, Isaiah, Jesus. Let's let one more witness come in on this. This is Peter. Peter, when he began preaching, and he went out and he preached to the people in their wildernesses, Guess what one of the first words out of his mouth was? I think y'all, aren't y'all getting the theme here? Come on. All right. Thank you. Repent. Repent, therefore, and turn around. Repent and turn to God so that your sins may be wiped out. They'll be gone. All those things that have been burdening you and holding you back, they're just going to be gone if you will decide to do something different and go in a different way. And then the great promise, so that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. The witness of Scripture, Old Testament and New, is consistent. God wants to be a part of your life. And as you walk through your wilderness, He's right there. But you've got to open up a way for Him to get to you. Repent. I don't know what wilderness might be for you right now. You may be facing some challenges. You don't know how you're going to climb those things. You may be walking through some deep valleys that you can't really see where you need to go. But if you will simply turn, turn to Him and call out to Him, do something different, He will come to you. Perhaps your wilderness is a time of dryness where everything just kind of seems flat. And you look around and say, is this basically all there is? One foot in front of another under a sun that beats on my head. Oh, that I could have a drink of cool water. Oh, that I could go and jump into a wonderful lake of crystal cool, soothing water. The Word of God comes to you. Just prepare the way. Open it up. I am the living water. Perhaps your wilderness is a lot of undergrowth. You know, it is so easy in our lives just to let the weeds grow up. Let the thorn bushes flourish. And maybe we don't realize it at first, but we look around and all of a sudden our life is filled with all these things. And some of those things are bad things. Some of those things that rob our life, some of them just steal our time away. So that we're always busy but going nowhere and doing very little. In that wilderness, the word of Isaiah, the word of John the Baptist, the word of Jesus, the word of Peter. Change it. Repent. Turn around. Clear out some of that junk. Get it out of the way. It's holding you back. 
It's the thorns that you step on as you try to walk. Just get rid of it, and the Lord will come to you. Or perhaps your wilderness is a a sea, tossed and just, maybe you're getting seasick. Guess what the word of Isaiah is to you? Repent. Prepare ye the way of the Lord. The good news is that God wants to come to you in the wilderness of your life. The exhortation is clear the way. Let's stand and sing.